This is the Intuitive Leadership Mastery Podcast. What would it take for you to double your profits and half your stress with your intuition? Learn how with your host, Michael Light. Welcome back to the show. I'm here with Connie, and I'm going to totally make a meal of your last name, Connie. It's Belansky, or how do you pronounce that? It's uh, pronounced Bizaski. Bizaski, all right. And she helps people live and work location independent while embracing a conscious, healthy, and spiritual lifestyle. Wow, I, I want some of that. And um, I've met her in many locations around the world. She is very inspiring. Uh, she's a yoga teacher, a surfer, um, and she is so spiritually focused and she uses that in her business. And I am so excited to learn more about that today. Um, she created Germany's biggest travel blog, Planet Black Backpack, mm-hmm. and also co-founded Blog Camp, an online school for professional blogging. So she has some business chops as well as spiritual chops. And we're going to be looking at how she uses uses intuition in her business, how she hears her messages from her intuition, and how her intuition has helped us start a new business uh, called Live Your Heart Out. And uh, that includes a YouTube channel, and intuition has helped her grow that to thousands of subscribers. Uh, we'll also talk a bit about why surfing is a key business skill to have, and how she's managed to grow closer to her intuition for business over the years and hear her in a guidance better. Also, we're going to talk about how you can learn to trust your intuition more and act on it because many entrepreneurs hear those intuitive messages, but they're not sure if they should act on them. So welcome, Connie. Hello, Michael. Thank you for the wonderful intro. Glad to be here. Yeah. So how do you use intuition in your business? Is is it just certain areas like hiring or marketing or, or how do you use it? Well, to be honest, uh, I use it all over the place. I think it's my number one guide on a daily basis and overall um, in the big picture. Um, I think I've even grown to the point where I couldn't do it any other way. Um, I used to be very much focused on what my head used to tell me. And uh, I used to be very out of touch with my intuition in my personal life, with all my professional life in all areas of life. And it took me a very long time to get to where I'm today and actually tap into that more uh, softer kind of yin feminine energy in myself, uh, even though I am a woman, but um, that doesn't mean anything in terms of the energies that we tap into. And um, how do I use it in my business? Well, um, there's so many ways that I use it. And for me, I guess it's grown very, very natural that I don't even think about it anymore. Um, but it's, a, it's, it's actually um, a good point for me to, to kind of uh, look at it in a more objective way. So, um, for example, right now, I'm in the process of starting uh, a new project. Uh, I'm in the middle of it. I'm just creating the website. I have um, already kind of changed my YouTube channel um, to the new project. Um, and I'm diving more and more into what that's meant to be. And um, the I, I felt something new coming along about two, maybe a year and a half ago or so that I could feel um, that my time as the travel blogger in Germany and Planet Backpack, Connie the Digital Nomad, Connie the Travel Blogger, I could just feel 
um, inside of me that that was slowly shifting, that I, that that was not, that wasn't my end goal, that that was not who I needed to be anymore. And, you know, I was, I was trying really hard to figure out what that next step would be. And we try to do that in our heads. And it's like so many other people out there, they're trying so hard to figure out the business idea that, you know, they're trying so hard to figure out what business to start or what decisions to make. And, and, uh, and, you know, we're trying to, to kind of fill out all these, these questions and questionnaires and, and, and it's really hard to just do that on um, a rational sort of level. And so eventually I was just like, okay, well, I'm not getting anywhere with just trying to think about it and talking about it. I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to give whatever, wherever I'm going, I'm going to give it back to the universe and I will trust that the universe will guide me. And the, whenever the time is right, I will find out where I need to go and what I need to do. And so when I kind of surrendered all of that, um, I then felt myself in this sort of inception phase, you know, I, I could feel that my connection to whatever, this bigger power energy, however, however you want to call it, it was open. There was like, it was literally, you know, you could, you could look at it at some, some sort of, I don't know, maybe an image of where there's the, your head and the top of your head, it's open and it's like this funnel and you're getting information into that funnel kind of, I don't know if that makes sense. Um, and so this is what I, I was in that kind of phase for a very long time where um, I would be gathering ideas from my surroundings, from other people, from conversations, from the universe, from, you know, all that. Um, but I wasn't, um, I knew my intuition told me to not force it, to not, to not try too hard, to just let it flow. And so I did. And I knew inside of me as well, like maybe I need to meet people, certain people, maybe I need to have certain experiences for me to then figure out exactly what my next step, this bigger project, this bigger thing that I'm meant to do is because I know that I'm here on this planet for more than just having a travel blog, you know? And, and so all of this was based on intuition of, of how I went about. And then eventually um, beginning of this year, and I could feel it coming on the last few months and now we're in March, but I would say around, yeah, maybe like a month or two ago that it became very clear. Suddenly there was clarity and, and it, it was a certain clarity that you can't force um, rationally. It was, it, was a, it was a clarity that happened very intuitively, knowing what to listen to, what to take in, what to use. Um, and yeah, so this whole process has been completely guided by intuition. Um, if I was more, you know, focused on business and making money and, uh, and growing and all that, I would be, I would keep on doing what I'm doing, which is the travel blog, which is where my income's coming from and where it would be so easy to, to keep growing and to reach more people and to be more successful and to be more popular. But my intuition tells me that there is something else. <laughs> and so I'm following that path now. Well, that is very brave of you because so many people would like to do that and, and follow their intuition. But, you know, they, how did you learn to trust your intuition to that amazing extent that you're, you're deciding to, to focus on a new business? You're not quite clear how it's going to make money, uh, but you're just certain you should be doing that. Yeah, it's a very good question. Um... Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, it's not. I haven't always been like this at all. Uh, for most of my life, I was, 
uh, very much um, in my masculine energy, being very rational um, with my decisions and, and how I was doing things. And so over the last, like I would say five years, I've been more and more um, walking onto a spiritual path that really um, got me deeper and deeper into my purpose in life, into why I'm here, into, you know, connecting to my feelings. Um, it started out with just diving into yoga and meditation. Uh, I went through a few of my personal crises situations. Um, and so that helped me um, to, to kind of deal with life better. And, and the second effect was that by doing yoga, by diving into meditation and having a regular practice, both of them, um, that I started to get more in touch with my body um, and generally just with myself and my soul. And eventually, you know, you start taking things like self-care, self-love uh, more seriously. You um, think about, you know, what are, what are my needs? What are my desires? And you think about that sort of stuff because you realize, wow, I've been completely neglecting. I never thought about what my real needs are, you know, until I did. And, um, mm. and I started doing a lot of life coaching um, or working with life coaches. And, uh, and that was, um, yeah, that, were, that was game changing in itself. Um, I've been experimenting a lot with, you know, all sorts of energy healing and um, all sorts of uh, different ways to connect with myself, to heal, you know, old traumas, to, um, yeah, question old beliefs. And in the end, what it all led me to was just a, a much deeper closer connection to who I am and, and the person that I've always been, but it's just been covered up by so many layers, right. Of, you know, whatever happened in childhood. And then, you know, as a teenager and as we grow up and, and all these beliefs uh, in many ways, all the limiting beliefs. And so I was very much out of touch with who I was um, uh, also because I had a very late coming out. So uh, in my late twenties um, and uh, I was not feeling, I did, you know, I wasn't feeling what I was feeling for a very long time in my life. So I was completely out of touch with everything kind of that was going on internally. So it was a, a long process for me that uncovered um, this connection of um, yeah, who I was, what I needed. And, and actually, and one big part of that was learning how to tap into or how to connect with my feelings and emotions, how to actually learning how to actually feel. Um, and once you learn how you feel, once you can, then you can listen better to what's good for you, what's not good for you. Is this what I need? Is this not what I need? Um, uh, is this, you know, am I feeling fulfilled? Is this uh, enriching my life or is it not? So you, you just kind of suddenly have this meter, um, this gauge, you know, of uh, whatever you do, whatever you're experiencing, the person, the, the people that you meet, the, the places that you um, go to, you, you just have a, suddenly it's clearer for you as to how, you know, to, you, you, you become more sensitive, I would say, um, during that process. And I've observed that within me and I observed that with a lot of other people who kind of dove into um, themselves more. And so then, you know, you, you just kind of feel more. And then um, your gauge tells you, okay, this is good. This is not good. This is what's helping me on my path. This is what's not helping me. So it's really just a process of um, uncovering that connection with ourselves so so as to kind of um be more clear to what we 
what we need and how um what yeah just just what what's good for us and so um but just, and then also it's a trial and error thing right i mean we all know what it's like to ignore our intuition and then follow on our um follow what our brains tell us uh and uh, ignoring the gut you know so to speak and then in the end you know whatever happens it's like i should have known you know or I knew that this was going to happen. And what that says is when we say these things, it's like, well, I had a feeling, you know, so it, we kind of knew in our gut, in our stomach, that's usually where these, these uh, feelings come from. Um, and, uh, but we, we tend to, you know, we decide to, to ignore that because we feel that our brains are smarter than our feelings and, and what happens in our bodies. And I think once you, you have this clear connection to yourself, you, you know how things express themselves in your body. And so when something does not feel right, I can feel that pretty immediately within my body. And when something feels good, I feel it in my body as well. And so that's usually a pretty good indicator. I just kind of have to go inside of my body to know um, what I need to do. And there's, it's, it's pretty clear by now. And then it's just practice, you know, and, and actually making decisions based on that. And then once you do that more and more, um, and then realizing that those decisions were good, even though they might rationally be irrational and people might tell you that they are irrational, um, to then also be brave enough, I guess, and strong enough to just to keep listening to yourself because we are the only people that know or the only person that knows what's good for you is, is you. Right. So not anybody else. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how it happened for me. Wow. That, that sounds like an amazing adventure that you learned who your true self was and, mm -hmm. and you cleared out the stuff that was in the way of seeing that. And then you were, okay, experimenting and, and listening to your intuition and seeing what intuitive advice worked, what didn't, and, and working on that intuition muscle in effect. Yeah, um, exactly. It's like a muscle, really. It's just um, just working it out and being, the more you work it out, the, the more it, it grows, th that voice, that intuitive voice grows louder. And then eventually you can't ignore it anymore. You're like, I'm not going to make that rational decision, even though it might be rationally right. It's like, you just can't do that anymore. Yeah. Mm. Just because you know on a, on a, a level, certain level, it's just going to bring you more joy to follow that message of the intuition, even if it doesn't totally make sense on the rational level straight exactly. away. Exactly. And I think also it's, um, for me, what's also, um, I think was a game changer is to feel guided and to know that things happen at the right time. Uh, for the right reasons and that life doesn't happen to me it happens for me and so that whatever decision that I make you know whatever that is um, if there's no wrong decision to trust in that that there are no wrong decisions and so um, trusting in um, that whatever happens even if it's the result is bad that it's not really bad it, it, that's just the, the, the judgment. That's my personal judgment. That's just how I subjectively um, describe whatever outcome I'm getting, right? But, uh, but my intuition knows that whatever decision I make, that's, it's the right, that whatever the result is, is the right result. And I think Wait, it's, it has a lot to do with trust. Wait, right. What's an example of that where your rational mind was like, whoa, this was a bad decision, but your intuition knew it was a good decision? Hmm. Well, I mean, like right now, you know, my, 
my brain says, you know, you should keep doing the travel blog. You should keep building that audience. You should, you should do this. You should, you know, should, should, should. <laughs> and uh, because that's what would financially make a lot of sense. And you should focus on this because that's what will make you a lot more money. And you should create this product. And, blah. and I'm like, yeah, but my intuition and what I need that does it just it doesn't flow together it just doesn't match and so i ignore that um and i'm going with um diving into a very creative um sort of flow right now where um i'm i'm doing things that are that are not generating an income right now that are not necessarily expanding and growing my business but where I'm personally, um, like, for example, I'm diving, I mean, I'm doing a lot of YouTube videos right now and I'm not just doing them because, um, I mean, of course I want to grow that channel, but I'm also doing it because I feel so drawn to just creating right now um, and creating in a, in a really creative sort of sense in terms of, you know, the videos that I make. It's not just about um creating content but about experimenting with the visual part with the cinematography with you know different ways of editing the video um with experimenting different video styles um i'm rediscovering photography um that i used to like i'm rediscovering a lot of things that i used to love as a child and as a teenager and going back into the space of play um, for maybe the only purpose to just follow that intuitive sort of guidance of I just need to, I, I want to create, I want to experiment, I want to play. Um, and of course there is a sort like in the, in the back of my head, there's the idea that eventually it will lead me to a new sort of business uh, model or whatever you want to call it. Um, but for now, I, that's what I need to be doing. And it is purely, um, in, in, intuition based because uh, yeah, if it was up to my brain, I'd be uh, creating eBooks and online courses and you know all these sort of things. Um, but I choose to go the intuitive route and and follow follow what I need right now, and that is not creating products. <laughs> that is uh, amazing, Connie, and and I've had similar experiences. You know, I have a software company, but I also have this intuitive leadership company um, and I'm just driven to do things to expand that and share the message about how business intuition is the way of the future and it just reduces stress, increases joy and makes more profits for people but it, it's not clear to me either exactly, <laughs> okay how do I monetize this? You know? <laughs> um, but yeah. I'm sure it'll all work out. I mean it's, it's almost like um, you know, I'm. Uh, I can feel there's a big kind of tsunami wave on the ocean, mm. and I can either surf with the wave or I can be, you know, drowned by it as it crashes by. And I've decided to surf with the wave and encourage the exactly change to come into the planet. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, mean, so. I can give you another example. Um, for example, last year, um, I was going through a bit of a, I'm not just a bit, I was going through just personal 
a crisis, I guess, just through a lot of stuff. And uh, I was very depressed for a while, just trying to, you know, work things out um, and going through a lot of personal challenges uh, for a year or two. And I had a, a lot of uh, people approach me with business proposals or, you know, I was invited to do a TEDx talk. Um, I was invited to all these amazing things where all these people, you know, as a, a rational think, as a rational business woman, you know, you know oh my God, TEDx talk, got to say yes, got to say yes, you know. And, you know, I, I've got all these offerings, but during that time, I just, I needed to really listen to my intuition and to feel into what's good and right for me in those moments. And I said no to a lot of offerings that I got, to a lot of proposals, to a lot of invitations. I said no because I knew intuitively it just, they just weren't the right things to do. Um, so I, you know, and I told this story yesterday to a friend. I was like, yeah, you know, I actually said no to a TEDx talk invitation. <laughs> and she was like, what? I was like, yeah, my intuition said no. And I said no. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, I mean, I, and I think that's good to, to follow, you know, does, it's good to say yes to things, but if the intuition's shining a red light there or a yellow light, Mm. Um, it's, I think it's good to, to listen to that or at least ask questions, you know, okay, my intuition's saying no to this TEDx talk. What's mm. the extra information I'm not getting on the rational level that mm. I need to pay attention to? Exactly. You know, is there, is there something off with the person inviting me? Is there mm. something weird happening in the location? Is there somewhere else I'm supposed to be on that date? Exactly. There's many questions we could ask our intuition that would give greater clarity uh, totally. In, in my case, it was, I knew that the message that I had been carrying out into the world was not the message I wanted to keep carrying. Like I, I didn't want to be on that stage and, and spread the message that I'd been spreading. I knew I, not, it didn't feel um, genuine, you know, cause I was mm. going through a lot of stuff. I was, uh, I wasn't happy myself. I was in a really bad place with myself and I just, you know, and my intuition told me to not get on stage and tell people just, you know, live a live an awesome, happy, successful location, dependent life. When actually, I was feeling super unhappy, <laughs> and I was struggling with life, and that being location dependent is not the end of the rainbow, you know, kind of thing. So. <laughs> yeah. What is the end of the rainbow? I'm always being curious. Wow. Uh, the end of the rainbow, I think, is um, very, is, um, I guess, equivalent to the question, what's the purpose of life? <laughs> what's happiness? <laughs> mm. um, and I, yeah, I, I believe that we all maybe have different answers. Uh, for me, it's, um, it's really about uh, doing a lot of shadow work um, to then be able to um, get all the light out that has been covered uh, by a lot of shadow and then be able to contribute um, what, to what, for, you know, whatever I was put on this planet for, because I think we all have that in us. Uh, we're just not quite aware of it. And like, it also has to do, I believe with, um, cause we were not connected to ourselves and to our intuition enough. And so, um, but yeah, we're all here for one reason or another. And it's about uncovering that and then going out and delivering that and contributing to the, to the world. Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, personal growth or spiritual growth or, or whatever you want to call it, and whether that's in business or in relationships or in health or, or any of the other myriad of ways we experience life, mm. uh, is definitely an important part of the meaning of life for me. Mm. And also, you know, just having joy, 
you know, enjoying <laughs> what we're doing. Yeah. You know, I think the time for struggle is over, whether that was, you know, what some people call the Piscean age that ended a yeah. while back. Yeah. Um, we're now in the Aquarian age. Mm. You know, we don't need to focus on struggle and pain anymore. We can have abundance and joy Absolutely. Uh, and play. Yeah. I totally um, agree. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And then the, the other thing for me on the meaning of life is, is some of it is just to experience. You know, we incarnate in these bodies and have to create these businesses. And maybe it's because our spirit has never had a business quite like this or never had the experience of yeah. creating a YouTube channel but not quite knowing how it's going to produce money. Uh, <laughs> and you wanted to be able to have that experience yeah. of trusting your intuition over yeah. a long period of time, yeah. you know, over months or even years before yeah. fruit is born. Oh, absolutely. I, I also believe that our souls have a lot to learn. Um, and uh, that there is some sort of script maybe even, I don't know. But uh, I think it's the picture, the, the, the big picture is so big, I don't think we can, we can comprehend. Um, and, but I, I, I totally agree with what you say, that there is, uh, there's so much to learn for us and our souls and that is transcendental um, in its nature. And uh, we have a job to do here and uh, in which, however that looks like and whatever the purposes of that, um, we might never exactly find out. Um, but that's why I keep following that path of intuition, because I know if I trust in that, then, you know, there's no right or wrong. It's, it's, it's always right or however you want to, you know, label it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, from a different, I, I think it's kind of a, what altitude do you look at things from? If you're down in the weeds, then the weeds and the trees look high and short. But if you're flying in an airplane looking down, the trees and the weeds all look kind of the same kind of height. And, um, you know, from a higher spiritual point of view, there is no good and bad. It's yeah, just exactly. experiences. And, and they're either useful for the direction we're going in our life or not useful, but we don't have to judge them. Exactly. That's just our human brain wanting to filter everything and put everything into some pigeonholing everything and putting labels on it and names and all that stuff. Yeah. So, as, so as you've been building your YouTube channel, what decisions has your intuition prompted you to make? Um, um, for example, so I, I just changed. Oh, that was a big decision. Oh, man, I keep... I, people keep asking me why I did that. So I, I changed my YouTube channel um, from German to English just at the beginning of this year in January 1st. And a lot of people think it was a rational decision because that way I can reach more people, make more money. You know, <laughs> it's funny how people, that's the initial um, thought that people have, but that was the sole reason why I would change from German to English. And it couldn't be further from the truth because um, I it would be so much easier to keep to grow that channel in German because um, I already have a big reach in Germany with my travel blog and on Facebook and Instagram and all that. Um, and the sole reason why I changed from German to English was purely intuitive. It was literally this pull that I couldn't necessarily describe. Um, it was just this pull of energy that told me somewhere inside of me in words that I, I needed to do that. And um, I believe, and that is my interpretation of that pull is because I need to be connecting with people outside of the German speaking world that 
maybe through that channel, I will be meeting certain people around the world. Um, maybe through that channel in English, I will be able to help certain people outside of the German language sphere um, that need my help um, or my support. Uh, and yeah, I was, it, it was literally in that way. If that is, you know, meant to be thousands and hundreds of thousands of people or not, that's not for me to decide on. It'll develop in its own um, speed and nature. But um, so that was completely based on intuition. You know, the channel was growing really fast um, in as it was. Um, and when I was doing videos in German and I knew it was going to be a challenge and, uh, but I wasn't scared. And that was the funny thing. Like I really was nervous or scared to do it because I trusted so hard into that part and into, uh, into that path and into, I trusted my intuition so hard um, that there was no doubt that that was the right thing to do. And so when I got a lot of criticism for it, and I did get a lot of criticism for it actually from a lot of my subscribers and viewers, because not all Germans, English is really good. You know, not, not all Germans want to watch uh, videos in English. They, you know, there's a reason for why they they followed me in German and so I got a lot of backlash and a lot of people unscribing and a lot of people um leaving nasty comments and sending me hurtful emails about how I was abandoning them uh it was pretty sad actually and I, I felt like I was abandoning people um but uh all I could say was um you know and, and people thought that I was doing it for the reach and for the money I was like you know all I could say was it's, it's just not like that it was a purely intuitive decision I need to follow that path and I need to follow my intuition and so that's what I did uh, I'm still struggling with the backlash of uh, trying to get my channel back to the a phase of growth but it's slowly going that way and I just need to give it a bit more time I believe to balance itself out but um yeah so that was a big one for example what a tremendous growth opportunity that provided you making that decision that you then oh, totally. you you net you got the opportunity to deal with lots of people being upset with you or what oh, you've done absolutely. Totally. And, to, and to hold a neutral space for that and to share with them if you chose to that mm -hmm. you, you were guided to make this choice because that's a learning moment for both you and them You know, for them yeah. to see someone famous who they admire saying, mm. hey, I, I was just guided to make this. I don't understand totally why I'm doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also feeling into what it's like to disappoint people uh, consciously uh, and, and seeing how I was disappointing people. Um, and then I decided to the, as, as kind of to uh, as a compromise, I was like, okay, so because on, on my Facebook um my Facebook page is still in German and um, there's like 30 something followers uh, or fans on Facebook. And I said, okay, so as a compromise, um, I'm going to do regular Facebook lives um, for, for those guys. And, um, and so I've been doing Facebook lives sometimes several times a week, but every Sunday at least. And it's been so much fun doing those Facebook lives and connecting with these people. And uh, it's a, it's been a really good practice for me also um, just doing live stuff. I love doing it now, you know? And so, and so it's been a really awesome learning process for me. Um, and also now that I'm attracting, uh, you know, in the end it was also about uh, as I changed into English, it was about kind of filtering out maybe my tribe more and actually 
um, getting more down to who I really wanted to reach. And so I guess I got rid of a lot of, uh, a lot of the people that weren't my tribe anyway, you know? And so I feel like it's, I'm getting, yeah, I, I feel like it's getting a lot um, more intimate with the people that I'm reaching now. And, and I've kind of um, become more clear as to who these people are. And um, it's given me a lot more confidence as well um, in that way. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been a really interesting journey. Um, and, I, and another intuitive uh, decision was that I did a 30-day um, challenge, a YouTube challenge. Uh, once I switched to English, I, I did 30 videos in 30 days about vulnerability. And um, every day um, I intuitively decided what sort of video I was going to make, uh, what the topic was about. And sometimes there were very sad topics because uh, vulnerability can can you know can be very sad and and um very reflective and um yeah so every i i had no plan for that month um in terms of content i mean i had ideas but in the end i woke up in the morning and i listened to um my soul and and my intuition and felt into what i needed to make a video on today and then that's what i did well that sounds both personally growthful but also authentic and i'm imagining was really helpful for people watching yeah it was it was amazing i could, it, it was i could be so fully authentic and transparent and, and truly who i am and and literally yeah just make videos really based on what my life was like on that day and and like I said, sometimes, you know, during one month, during 30 days of my life anyway, I go through a lot of stuff, you know, I'm a woman, so I have uh, hormones going up and down and I, um, and usually within a 30 day period, I go through, you know, days where I experience sadness or grief or, you know, obviously there's also a lot of happiness, but I wanted to also especially talk about the days where, um, where I feel sadness or, and there were days when I was, you know, going through stuff, especially during those 30 days, I was going through some relationship stuff. And, um, and there were days when I was crying and I, I just, you know, my intuition told me um, to make a video on crying. And there was a video where I was crying. I cried in front of the camera and my intuition mm -hmm. told me to leave that in the video to not cut that out. Um, and all these things. So it's all about is there's little rationale in what I do anymore, to be honest. It's, mm. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, I love how you stayed in the moment in those videos, Connie. Um, and is staying in the moment related to, you know, I know you surf a lot. Mm -hmm. And why, why is surfing a skill that can be reapplied to business? Oh, man, in so many ways, really. I mean, I think surfing has taught me so many things for business and for life. Um, and uh, one of the biggest things, I guess, was overcoming fear and just... And even though you are scared to just keep doing it anyway and just keep doing it anyway and keep doing it anyway <laughs> and to fall flat on your face and to just keep, you keep getting up and you just, uh, yeah, get rid of the dirt, stand back up, try again. And also for me, surfing is extremely humbling because, you know, I mean, I've been, whatever I've been doing, I've been doing it for maybe five years and or six years. And um, I feel like I've mastered certain areas of business and passive income and, you know, growing a popular blog and people knowing me and 
blah, 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 you know? And I feel like that's kind of, I've mastered that. I've, I've gotten good at yoga and, you know, I can bend my body in certain ways and, and I get, I don't know. So there's certain areas where I feel like, you know, I'm pretty good at, and then surfing is so humbling. It really puts you back to, you know, to zero. And, and it's the hardest thing I've ever had to master, I believe. And it's, it's, but I just won't give up. And I feel like it translates so well into business that, you know, you just, you gotta be really persistent and you gotta keep going. And, and there will be days and weeks where things, you might not be as motivated or things are not going as well, or you're struggling, there's a challenge and, and then, you know, and then the, and things pick up again and, and you have a lot of success. And if it's the same way with surfing, I mean, I have days and weeks where it's just shit. I feel like I want to give up. That's it. Like I'm done. I've tried it, you know, and uh, I've been doing it now for maybe a year and a half or so. And it's still hard, <laughs> you know, and because um, I battle with a lot of fears and I feel very intimidated with a lot of the guys out there um, as a woman. And um, depending on where I am, but like, for example, here in California, there's not that many girls in the water, I feel like. And yeah, so I feel intimidated a lot. And it's the same in business as a woman, you know, there's uh, it's very male dominated and um, to kind of stand up for yourself. <laughs> it's, uh, literally on the surfboard. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, and so, gosh, yeah, surfing has been such an amazing teacher, to be honest. Uh, and I think, yeah, one of the biggest ones is to just keep going back in the water and just keep doing it and, and, fa- and facing those fears and doing it anyway. And, um, and, and, it really does translate so well into real life. And I can feel the effects of that in real life. Um, like it's not just theory or it's not just, you know, idealizing or romanticizing um, surfing or something. Like it's literally, literally helped me to um, face fears better in, in real life and business and whatever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The other thing I find when I, I surf is I have to be in the moment and I have to be totally paying attention to, to the reality. Uh, you know, yeah. you can't fake out surfing. You know, you can't kind of negotiate a wave to do something different. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, I mean, in the, you know, for me, when I go out there surfing, it's about life and death, you know, and, and a lot of times it's still about life and death because um, especially when the waves are bigger than I'd like them to be. Um, and so when, when you're concerned about life and death, uh, it, this is about, that's about the moment. There nothing else matters. Um, you're completely in the moment. It's like when you're, you know, you're stressed out or whatever it is and you paddle out and then, um, the, like immediately I forget about whatever was going on in, on the internet, in my business, on my phone and my laptop. And then suddenly you're right there. It's, just the wave, you and the wave and your surfboard and some other people around you. And you're in this beautiful element of water um, that just captivates me each time. And um, I'm so deeply connected to the ocean and the water. Uh, and, and then, yeah, absolutely. Just that being in that moment is one of the most beautiful things to be in. And then eventually, you know, you come out and then you're like, wow, I don't remember any of the thoughts that I had before I got into the water. It just, they literally washed out. It's like it cleanses you or something. So, yeah. well, and, and that sounds so similar to successful business intuition that you're mm-hmm. in the moment, you feel the fear and you trust it anyway. Yeah. And you're in the flow, not of water, but in the flow of spiritual energy. 
and exactly. being aware of that and going yeah. with that flow or or choosing to modify the flow if you want to use various other spiritual tools you know yeah, to, to shift totally. how things are because you know when you're surfing you're not at the mercy of the wave you can decide how you're going to ride the wave at what moment you join in it you know mm. do you do all those complicated maneuvers I haven't learned yet where you go through the eye of the wave. Um, but you can choose to go left or right or, you know, go to the busier part of the wave or the quieter part. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I like the, the, the metaphor with the flow as well, because I believe I'm in the best position to be creative and produce amazing things and results when I'm in the flow. And um, that flow that you experience when you're riding a wave is just, it's, uh, it's the best feeling ever. And having that flow um, as I'm creating um, in my business is also probably the best feeling ever. And so, yeah, they're very similar. So let's wrap this conversation up by talking about how you've learned to get closer to your business intuition and inner guidance, because you seem to be amazingly close to yours, but how have you got there and how could others get there? Hmm. Yeah, I guess um, it relates to what I said in the beginning. It's, um, it's really about adopting certain practices in your life. And I can only recommend people dive into yoga and meditation and Uh, picking up a daily meditation practice in the morning and not just in the morning, but just like one practical thing that I can recommend is to several times a day, check in with yourself and just for one moment, be like, what am I feeling right now? How am I right now? What's going on inside of me right now? And just noticing and being becoming aware. It doesn't even have to be a meditation and that kind of that practices or that cultivates your intuitive muscle, I believe, because as you're checking in with yourself, you know, you're, you're building some sort of, you know, deeper connection with yourself. And that deeper connection essentially is your intuition, you know, because then you start to hear more, you start to feel more. And, and then it's about really um, acting on it. And that means, uh, actually making decisions based on your intuition and consciously doing that, you know, and, and let's say, you know, you are, it could be small decisions, you know, day-to-day decisions. It uh, could be like, for example, am I going to work on this thing today for the next eight hours? Um, Or should I maybe go out for a, a long walk or should I, you know, go for a long drive or, you know, and then just kind of feel into that, not into, you know, I don't know, but it's not about being lazy. It's not about um, not wanting to work. It's really feeling into just what is good for you right now. And, um, and then trying, trying it out on a smaller scale and then going bigger. Um, And I believe that, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it is trial and error, but after a while um, there, it'll be really hard to, go back to making decisions with your brain all the time. Um, so that, that really helped me. And, and one very specific thing that helped me a lot to get in touch with my emotions more in that way is um, there's a method called Grinberg. Uh, there's Grinberg therapists um, and it's a sort of body work. Um, and it's not, uh, yeah, it is, I guess it is about shifting energies in your body, but it's really about connecting yourself uh, and feeling your emotions and um, where they are in your body, where there is stuck energy in your body. Um, and for me, that was that was a huge influence into how I started to connect better with uh, 
my body and and um yeah what's going on in there and so intuition in in in, in itself is really just listening to to reactions in your body is to you know whatever decisions or whatever you're faced with so mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I have never tried Grinberg method, but I've done lots of body work and energy mm. work and yoga and yeah. meditation and all of those uh, assist. But maybe the best question we can ask ourselves is what would it take me personally mm-hmm. to improve my connection to my intuition? What would it take for me to trust my intuition more mm. and see what our own intuition has to say for us individually? Absolutely. And then just trying things out, experiment, experiment, experiment. I'm all about just, yeah, like you said, seeing for yourself. And I think, yeah, just try stuff out and just uh, without any sort of judgment or, 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 yeah, you know, even try out things that might not be where you think, oh, that's totally not me. I would totally not be into that. Just try it out anyway. <laughs> cool. Well, how can people find more about you, Connie? Um, at this point, um, you can check out my website in English, com, and on YouTube, also my name, Connie Bizalski. And yeah, my next big project, Live Your Heart Out, will be coming online very soon. Fabulous. And we will put those links in the show notes. Thanks so much for being with us today, Connie. Thank you, Michael. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Get strategies and show notes at intuitiveleadershipmastery.com. What would it take to see you here next time on the Intuitive Leadership Mastery Podcast?